0: This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, September 19th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, naloxone use in novel potent opioid and fentanyl overdoses in emergency department patients, is in JAMA Network Open. In this cohort study of over 500 patients, all patients with novel potent opioid overdose presented with opioid overdose symptoms and received multiple doses of naloxone. The study found that compared with fentanyl overdose, patients with NPO overdose had a higher number of naloxone doses administered in hospital. These findings suggest that NPOs may have a higher potency than fentanyl. Next is a study in Cochrane Database of Systematic Reviews, titled Pharmacological and Electronic Cigarette Interventions for Smoking Cessation in Adults. This review included over 300 articles, focusing predominantly on randomized controlled trials from Europe, the U.S., and Canada. The study found evidence of high efficacy for varenicline, cytosine, e-cigarettes, and nicotine replacement therapies. Additional research is needed to evaluate behavioral interventions and the combined behavioral and pharmacological interventions. Our next study, Contact Reduces Substance Use Stigma Through Bad Character Attributions, especially for U.S. healthcare professionals, is in Psychology of Addictive Behaviors. This study of substance use stigma surveyed 7,600 people, including almost 800 healthcare professionals. Participants were asked if they attributed SUD to personal characteristics or biological factors. Participants were also given a vignette of a person with substance use disorder and asked if they had personal contact with someone similar to the individual portrayed in the vignette. The study found that stigma was most strongly associated with attributions of bad character. Having personal contact with someone with an SUD mitigated this effect. Our next study in BMJ Open is titled Association Between Diseases of Despair and Atherosclerotic Cardiovascular Disease in the U.S. The study found that diseases of despair were associated with an increased risk of ASCVD. Association with ASCDV existed for each diagnosis, including substance-related disorders, alcohol-related disorders, and suicidality. The combination of substance-related disorders and suicidality had the strongest association. The author suggests that treatment for these diseases of despair includes screening for ASCVD. Our next study, Changes in Alcohol Consumption Habits and Risk of Atrial Fibrillation is in the European Journal of Preventative Cardiology. This retrospective observational study investigated whether reducing or abstaining from alcohol would lower the risk of atrial fibrillation in those who drink heavily. The study found that while reducing consumption did not result in lower AF when compared to sustained heavy drinking, The absolute abstinence group showed a 62% lower incidence of AF. These results support alcohol abstinence over reduction to reduce the incidence of atrial fibrillation. Our next study, titled The Tungsten Promoted Synthesis Piperadenol Modified Erythromethylphenidate Derivatives, is in ACS Central Science. Due to its efficacy as a dopamine receptor agonist, methylphenidate, or MPH, is of interest as a potential therapeutic for cocaine addiction. This study describes a methodology capable of addressing piperidine-functionized methyl methylphenidate analogs with high degrees of regioselectivity, stereoselectivity, and functional group tolerance. This method was utilized to develop a library of piperidol-contained drug analogs. All identities of the newly reported compounds were supported by comprehensive 2D NMR and HRMS data or crystallographic data. Next is a study in Cell Reports titled, Endocannabinoid Release at Ventral Hippocampal Amygdala Synapses Regulate Stress-Induced Behavioral Adaptation. In this study, researchers examined the role and mechanism of the endocannabinoid system, specifically cannabinoid receptor type 1 and 2, AG, in that process. They demonstrated that impairment in 2AG-CB1R signaling could increase the stress-related response and risk of neuropsychiatric disorders. Interventions that enhance the signaling could potentially be targets for treatment of stress-related disorders in the future. Our final article, titled Parental Substance Use Disorder and Risk of Intellectual Disability in Offspring in Sweden, is in e-clinical medicine. This study found that regardless of the timing of diagnosis, parental SUD corresponded to increased odds of all forms of ID in children. Of infants born with parental SUD diagnosis before birth, 3% had ID compared to 1.2% in those with no parental SUD diagnosis. Of note, parents with SUD diagnosed prior to birth had higher rates of psychiatric comorbidities. Parental alcohol use during pregnancy was associated with the greatest risk for ID. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and ASAM.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.